Today, more shocking details from the Durham report. The IRS whistleblower in the Hunter Biden case says the DOJ removed him from the case in a retaliatory action and the World Health Organization is pushing to sexualize your toddlers. We've got all of that and more coming up and it all starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez and yesterday we brought you the breaking news of the full Durham report release, a report three years in the making, which brought to light quite possibly, I would say, the greatest political scandal in American history. But it wasn't just that the 2016 Clinton campaign colluded with the highest levels of the federal government to interfere in an American election. It wasn't just that the CIA director knew. It wasn't just that then President Obama and then Vice President Joe Biden were also in on it. Or that FBI Director James Comey was salivating over the opportunity to discredit a political opponent to sway an election. No. See, once the deep state, I'm sorry, the FBI learned what the plan was, they didn't just wink and nudge and look the other way. No. What John Durham revealed yesterday was that the FBI offered Christopher Steele, the primary source of the infamous fake Steele dossier, one million of your taxpayer dollars for evidence, even after they knew he was unable to corroborate any of his claims because they never happened. Donald Trump never got peed on. He didn't pay for hookers. He didn't even stay in the Moscow Ritz-Carlton presidential suite at the heart of this made-up rumor. And yet, and yet, the deep state wasn't done there. The FBI, knowing these allegations were false, knowing that they were made up in order to interfere in a presidential election, they paid a second source, Igor Danchenko, $220,000 to back up the story and offered him another $300,000 of your taxpayer dollars after Durham began his investigation, presumably in exchange for his silence. Oh, and by the way, this was after the FBI had already connected Danchenko to Russian intelligence. So, yeah. As it turns out, there was Russian collusion all along. It was just committed by the Democrats, a minor little detail you're not going to hear on CNN. And speaking of things you'll never hear about on CNN, here on my show, we have dedicated airtime to discussing just how corrupt the Biden crime family and Hunter Biden are. Well, yesterday, lawyers for the IRS whistleblower who came forward with the allegations that the Biden regime is interfering in the tax probe of the president's crackhead son, Hunter, now say the whistleblower and his entire investigative team have been completely removed from the IRS investigation into Hunter. Now, apparently, the whistleblower was informed that the change came at the request of the Department of Justice, despite whistleblower laws in place that prohibit the government from enacting retaliatory actions on any potential whistleblowers. But why wouldn't the Biden regime remove them? Why wouldn't they break laws? Why wouldn't they do whatever the hell they want? Why wouldn't they weaponize the federal government against their political opponents while weaponizing the federal government to protect their own? Who is going to stop them? You see, for as much as the left likes to scream about democracy and everything they don't like being a threat to democracy, the radical left in power doesn't give a about democracy, nor do they think we are a country ruled by a democracy, nor do they want to be. Democracy be damned, this is an oligarchy. We're living in a simulation where you're given the impression that your opinion matters. It doesn't. You're given a set of standards and told we're all to be treated equally. We aren't. Hunter Biden, he's going to be just fine. You wouldn't be, but he will. So are Joe and Obama and John Brennan and James Comey and all the others engaging in this treasonous, yeah, I said it, treasonous behavior. Unless you finally decide enough is enough. 
Unless American voters grow some balls and relentlessly, fervently, very clearly hold the representatives' feet to the fire to burn every corrupt federal institution to the ground and start fighting fire with fire. Show up, make it impossible for them to ignore you because if something like this can happen in America with absolutely no political ramifications, no arrests, no jail time, not even a slap on the wrist, what the hell are we even doing here? Oh, but don't worry. The FBI has released a statement on the Durham report findings letting Americans know that they already investigated themselves and implemented dozens of corrective actions since 2016, and they promise they'll continue to do their work with the rigor, objectivity, and professionalism that the American people deserve and rightly expect. Hmm. I know some pro-life activists who would beg to differ on that one. Here to help me discuss this and more, we have actor and producer extraordinaire Matthew Marsden and also Matthew Peterson, uh, who is the founder of American Mind and will also henceforth be referred to as Peterson. Peterson, <laughs> Marsden, what could possibly go wrong? Um, I, I, want to, I want to get your thoughts, gentlemen, on all of this latest, but I want to I tackle these one by one because there's a lot to unpack here, right? So there's the Durham report. And there is the media reaction to the Durham report because, it, you know, it's been fascinating um, listening to all of these mainstream media outlets for so many years. I mean, I, it's, it's hard to this was back in 2016. It's been a while since all of this has happened. And for years now, they've talked about how the Steele dossier is, well, it hasn't been discredited. Well, I mean, we think it's true. It was corroborated and not disproven. We've heard that for the last, uh, what, seven years. Um, I want to play for you just a little flashback of the media constantly claiming that this is all true. Watch. Investigators have corroborated part of the uh, dossier. I see it has been corroborated by the intelligence community. U.S. investigators have corroborated some of the allegations in that dossier. Although we do know that parts of it have been corroborated. It's not been corroborated, but it hasn't been disproven either. Is there anything in the dossier that has been disproven? No. But not one thing has been disproven. No major thing from the dossier has been conclusively disproven. To date, none of it has been disproven, and whole big parts of it are holding up. The dossier um, holds up well. None mm. of it has been disproven. All of the allegations of in it, I don't know that anything has been disproven. Mm -hmm. It's a fact that none of it, not one word, has been disproven. In fact, a lot of it turned out to be right on the money. Yeah, that's not the way any of this works. You, you have to prove something. You can't just throw out an allegation and make someone disprove it. That's just not the way the justice system is supposed to work at all. Um, but I want to play for you guys. Yesterday, last night, you know how bad it is when CNN has to admit something like, uh, well, this actually kind of exonerates Donald Trump. It's getting real bad for them when they actually have to admit that. Let's watch Jake Tapper do just that last night on CNN. Regardless, the report is now here. It has dropped. And it might not have produced everything of what some Republicans hoped for. It is, regardless, devastating to the FBI. And to a degree, it does exonerate Donald Trump. <gasps> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Donald Trump exonerated and CNN admitting such. Um, it's just, it's so frustrating right now for me because he goes out and lays out all of these, I mean, I would say bombshell uh, statements about what he uncovered in the last three years of his investigation. And then at the end of it, he's not recommending any more criminal charges. Uh, how, like, how can this possibly be? Well, I mean, <clears throat> all you have to do is look at the media on the whole. I mean, they, they 
just don't hold anyone accountable. Mm -hmm. uh, if they did hold someone accountable, then that might sway his opinion a little bit, right? Because people should be outraged. Uh, and uh, I think that the reason why the left isn't outraged is clearly they feel like they have nothing to fear from the FBI. I mean, this is, this is a fact. But look, we've seen this tactic over and over, right? They'll throw mud and, and it happened with uh, Blasey Ford, it happened with uh, Kavanaugh, right? It's, it's happened with all these people that things have been, accu uh, you know, there's been accusations and they get knocked down. I mean, like you look at Kavanaugh, right? Kavanaugh, he had his diary of when he was 10 or whatever it was. So he can go, no, actually, I can tell you what I was doing on the 3rd of May, 8, 1985. Like anyone else would be like, uh, I don't know, like maybe, maybe I did, maybe I, I don't know. Also, remember, they use that, that kind of against him, right? They're like, who would possibly who would be so organized that? to yeah. keep that? How there's dare you there's be something so wrong. organized, you weirdo. <laughs> but, but, you know, I mean, this is the problem is they just keep throwing things. Mm -hmm. And what we've seen, I mean, if we really wanted to break down all the things that Donald Trump has been accused of over the past, like, you know, I don't know how many years, it would be staggering. And then it's like, it fails, it fails, it fails. Kavanaugh, failed, failed, failed. Coney Barrett, failed, failed, failed. Like, they just keep throwing it. And then they just move on, like it never happened. Yeah. And even with this, like, you could tell, I imagine Tapper, right? He must have been in his dressing room going like this. Donald Trump... <laughs> <laughs> Donald Trump was ex... <laughs> you can't do it. Can't say it, right? It must have been there forever. And then afterwards, he must have been like, Ugh, I can't believe I said it. I mean, even in their press, you know, in the press release, they said, um, Durham said, blah, 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 blah. Trump appointee Durham. And you're like, Mm. What he said was true. Like, this is, they're not impartial anymore. It's, it, we, we know that. We know that. So the question is, the bigger question, is where do we go from here, right? Mm -hmm. If a Republican gets in, if it's Trump, if it's DeSantis, it's all over for these people. It's all over, you, you'd like to think, mm -hmm. right? So my big question is, are they ever gonna let that happen? Right, right. Yeah. No, I mean, I don't think they are. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they use this phrase, the intelligence community. Uh, it's a community. Mm. It's more of a cartel. It's the intelligence cartel that actually controls this country. And what's really sad, uh, you know, thinking about studying political science, <laughs> I don't know if that meant anything or not. I don't think it does anymore. Um, uh, but when you read the American founding and all this stuff and all the stuff conservatives read, I mean, there's three branches of government. There's not three branches of government. There's one trunk of the tree and everything else is controlled by it. And that is the permanent administrative state. And the reason that the report doesn't, you know, ask for any uh, repercussions is because they know damn well that there won't be. And the best that he could do is just put this uh, account out there of the truth and then let it fly. And the most it can do is help uh, probably rally some you know, normicon, uh, you know, normal people who are right-leaning who don't get it yet, uh, that's good. And, and uh, conservative or Republican leaders can use it to flog, you know, this actually happened, this actually happened. Uh, and you'll get a few journalists like Tapper who fancies himself a real journalist uh, being egged on by some of the leadership and business at CNN because they know they're losing mm -hmm. their audience. Uh, so they're pushing, you know, oh, we'll try to be kind of fair. And so, I mean, but it has marginal use, in other words. We already know this stuff. 
uh, it does solidify it. It puts a, it puts a you know, nice, dots the I, crosses mm -hmm. the T. Um, but the reason that there's no recommendations for any action is because they know damn well uh, there won't be any action. And that, that is the question. I think you know, the, the question in American political life right now is, what if you are DeSantis or Trump, what are you going to do about something that no one has done anything about for 70 years? Nixon tried, uh, he said he was gonna revise the administrative state uh, after winning the election by more than anyone in American history, bigger margins, and he gets uh, booted and has to resign in disgrace. Reagan says he's gonna get rid of the Department of Education, right, which is brand new, it's a little baby at the time, and he can't do that, it grows even bigger, right? And so now you're looking at this thing saying, is it possible, is it possible to, uh, to, uh, to counter uh, this cartel? Yeah, I, I mean, look, it, to your point, all while this is happening and while we've seen, I think, especially here at Blaze, we've covered extensively just how deep the, the crime schemes go with the Biden family, the DOJ has the arrogance, the audacity to, in the other story I alluded to, to uh, remove the entire investigative team who is investigating Hunter Biden's Ta all of the tax stuff, including the whistleblower who had already come forward to Congress and said, hey, I, I want to talk to you guys. I have this evidence. I really think you guys need to see this. Like, laws be damned. Everything be damned. They're just like, yeah, no, we're actually just going to take you off the case anyway um, because you're not going to do anything about it. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? I mean, that, that is the sheer level of arrogance that these people have. Well, and also, I mean, let's not forget this is a very, very dangerous thing. I mean, it's, our enemies uh, have a pressure point. They, I mean, they have a genuine pressure point that they can press all the time. When I say enemies, I'm talking about enemies outside of the, 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 the United States itself, right? And so you're looking at this, this entire situation, whether it's, I mean, and everyone watching this knows, like if they lied on a federal gun form, they'd right. be in deep trouble. Of like course. they would go to jail. Yes. I mean, there are people still in, in jail for January the 6th for walking around, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, and we know, and I, I think, again, for me as, a, as, as an immigrant to the country, this is like so, it's so um, depressing and heartbreaking for me to look at this country and to say, we are now better than some like mm -hmm. oligarchy mm -hmm. in Eastern Europe. I mean, we, we know better. It's, we, we know that when there's not gonna be equal justice under the law. And that is a really, really sad thing for America. And again, what, what do you do? You sit there and you go, the only hope is that we get a Republican president. Okay, if we can get one. I mean, now I think, look, most people, are you sitting there going, it doesn't matter what we do at the next election? Let's be honest, we, we sit there and go, okay, we'll go out, but you know, do we really think that, really and matter. is it really gonna matter? And even if we do, what is gonna happen? They're already saying, like, it's really funny when they think, cause they think they've like marginalized Trump now, right? They think this last thing is like, oh, finally, after all these like 15 things- The walls are going, closing yeah, in. Yeah, the walls are closing <laughs> in. And, uh, but now they're like, DeSantis, mm -hmm. he's worse, mm -hmm. he's worse. I'm like, yeah, look at him, what an evil man he is with his beautiful wife and beautiful kids and squeaky clean. It, they're just gonna move on yeah. and then they're gonna keep going and then what's gonna happen is there's gonna be controlled opposition. Eventually there's just gonna be some like deep state guy, mm -hmm. you know, like the other ones that we got before with Romney and all, I mean, come on, I mean, 
and that's what we're going to get. So, I mean, I think we genuinely have an opportunity here with what we did with Trump. And, of course, that, they were like, that can never happen again because that guy. Uh, and now DeSantis is a clear other choice if they do get rid of this guy. At least we've got somebody else or whoever's going to do it. But they're not going to let that happen. Yeah. We all know that. I mean, are, are we, are we going to sit there and admit yeah. it that we, we know? I mean, we have to say, we have to say, uh, obviously, no one here thinks voting isn't important. I mean, we all pushing it to the max is, right. is one of our only hopes. But uh, to be realistic about it is to say they're going to do the same thing they just did and got away with again in an even worse fashion. They're going to escalate. Why? Because the past is prologue to the future and we're not insane. We see that they're doing this and they're getting away with it. So they're going to keep doing it. And the IRS thing is interesting. It just it makes me think there's this debate among uh, smarties that I know about, you know, will it be blue Caesar or red Caesar that eventually takes over America because we're not going to have, it is an oligarchy and eventually an oligarchy, classic thing that happens throughout history, the people rise up and then one man in a world steps up and that man becomes tyrant and, and you get rid of Republican form of government. Uh, but when I see this kind of stuff, I just think blue Caesar, right? Maybe it's already here. It's already happening because... Is anyone going to do anything about that? No. And in fact, if a Republican administration comes in, and here's the problem, folks. This is the problem. Republican administration comes in, and you're in charge of the IRS, you and 50 other people. And it's like being in charge of a ship you know, that you take over from the pirates. And everyone on the ship is a pirate except for the you know, bros you bring in with you in the, in the captain's cabin. That's it. Everyone else on the ship hates you, and you can't get rid of them. You can't fire them. Uh, so you'd have to change civil service reform. You, ha you have to change the civil service laws so you can fire them. Dare the courts to oppose you and dare Congress to oppose you because Congress is a creature of that administrative state. It's just part of it. It's a branch off the trunk of the tree that actually controls things. So it's not as if uh, it, 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 it's, not, it's not pointless. Like voting is very important. Pushing this to the max is important. But we need to get realistic about what the actual solution would be, what winning would look like and what that would require. And that obstacle gets higher and higher every day. Yeah, I totally Totally agree. Um, all right, let's go ahead and take a quick break. We will be back with more. I want to thank our sponsor, Relief Factor. So if you are one of millions of Americans, you just live in pain and you think like, well, this is just my life now and it kind of sucks and it's really depressing, but I, I rub a topical cream on my arm for, you know, 10 minutes, it feels great, and then I'm in pain again. It doesn't have to be that way. Try Relief Factor. 70% of the people who try it keep ordering more because it's working for them. So all you have to do, okay, Go to relieffactor.com, get their three-week quick start pack. It's $19.95 and see if it works for you. The majority of people it does work for and they're out of pain and it can be life-changing, which you should know if you're in pain. Think about how much your life could change if you can get out of pain for good. You can go to relieffactor.com, get that three-week quick start. It is relieffactor.com. <laughs> So we've been covering um, on the show the border crisis that is happening, uh, that, well, that has been happening for numerous years now um, with the you know, expiration, the recent expiration of Title 42. And it's been fascinating to watch the left's evolution because um, I was watching a video from Chicago where Chicago residents were being told, you know, you've got all of these lovely sanctuary cities. And they mm. said, you Republicans are not compassionate. You don't care about people. We do. That's why we're a sanctuary city. And so you see all of these sanctuary cities uh, saying, hey, we're going to bring all these illegal immigrants in. And Chicago residents were like, ha, 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 the hell you are. We don't want them. Well, New York City has been one of those 
sanctuary cities that has been working very hard and using very flowery language to say that they we welcome all people. Um, yeah, well, uh, that's not going really well in New York City. So uh, Mayor Eric Adams has actually signed an emergency executive order suspending the city's right to shelter rules that um, immediately find private rooms for asylum seekers. So it turns out he doesn't really want to be a sanctuary city anymore um, because as El Paso could tell him, there just isn't enough room. So I want to play uh, Mayor Adams actually blaming Joe Biden for this crisis in New York City. Watch. Where the heck is the president of the United States? Uh, That that is a good question. And I think we all should be asking, uh, why is this happening to a city that was turning itself around and will continue to do so? Uh, This should not be happening to New York City, Chicago, Los Angeles, and the other big (laughs) northern cities. And really, it should not be happening to El Paso or Brownsville, Texas. No city should be carrying this burden. It's a national problem, and it needs a national solution. Mm fascinating how quickly they change their tune. I can't believe the racism, bigotry, xenophobia coming from that mayor's mouth that he doesn't want to be compassionate and accept these people. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. It sounds like white supremacy to me. (laughs) You're right. You're right. You're right. Wow. Racist. Can't believe it. All of them. I think he's going to be the next uh, Patriot Front member. Mm-hmm. Does he work for the FBI? <laughs> I think that's a requirement of being a Patriot Front member. No, so. I mean, it's it. I mean, it's just ridiculous. I mean, again, it's the hypocrisy, right? It's the same thing what happened at Martha's Vineyard. It's, you know, as long as, as, long as it's over there, as long as it's affecting, you know, the, the, the people that we don't like, you know, like the people down south, mm-hmm. then that's okay. And, and even in California, we, we had it, you know, we had, because, you know, us both being refugees from California, it's just unsustainable. Yeah, we you know it's familiar. <laughs> yeah, I <saw> you somewhere. <laughs> yeah, so you know, I mean, it, uh, everyone is completely not shocked by the fact that they're hypocrites. That's that's all. And I love how he goes. We were just turning it around. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, tur- were you? <laughs> we, we were <laughs> just about to make New York a beautiful, crime-free city. Um, okay, let's uh, get into something uh, controversial here. Oh. Um, what's very interesting to me about this is um, if you ask people, uh, when you talk about reparations or immigration, um, what percentage of Californians are black Americans? And the answer is between 5 and 7%, 7% max. Um, and so if you are a black American in California, in, say, uh, Southern California, and you live in Compton, which is now 70% Hispanic, right? Mm. I mean, you really feel all of a sudden like you're a minority mm-hmm. in a place where you were once the majority in many of these places. So that's obviously been a source of friction over the course of the last decades. And when you look at immigration now, you see a number of black Americans. The example you gave of Chicago is, is a fascinating video. If you haven't seen it, you should look it up online where they're saying, look, we don't have resources for our people here in our schools, and you're gonna bring these people in. And of course, many of us are, (laughs) yes, uh, but this is something that the left generally hides. Uh, Of course, they don't really care what these people think. And you can see the response to the mayor, that's coming out of self-interest. I mean, he knows how upset Mm -hmm. his own community is, as well as the rest of New Yorkers, about this going on. So it's very interesting to see that sort of tension, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And you have to ask yourself, do, uh, you know, California is a great example. 
Uh, most Californians, uh, the majority is 40% Hispanic, and then it goes to like 56% when you add in Asian, Asian-ish, uh, you know, folks. And you look at that and you say, when, has we, when have we ever polled these people about what they think about reparations? Yeah. Or what they think about illegal immigration, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is changing as uh, the demographics change. So I find it interesting. I mean, I don't know if anything will come of it, but it, it definitely is a sign when you have uh, the mayor of New York saying, we're not a sanctuary city anymore, <laughs> and where the hell is the president? That something is going on that's serious. Again, as you pointed out in the beginning, What will actually happen, though, because millions of people are still streaming in, but it it is an interesting development. Well, I mean, I think a possibility of what might happen is, look, maybe this is a a reach here, but these ramifications are going to be felt for a very long time. And you have to wonder how many people on the left might be a little bit red pilled by, you know, watching all of this happen under Joe Biden, by watching the Democrats continue to carry water and claim that everything's fine when their own two eyeballs are telling them that it's not right. And then perhaps go like, well, this is unsustainable. I I can't vote for the party of open borders. But maybe I'm just well. You know, listen. The the other thing that people don't like to talk about is the majority of people that come up here, for you know, the first or second generation, actually conservatives. They end up going, "Hang on a minute." If you go down and work with a, you know, speak to the border patrol, a lot of them are Hispanics that are like, "Hang on a second, what is going on?" And by the way, they see what's happening to those people that are coming across. So, yeah, it it is true that they're being. I mean, they want to get into the country. They are being exploited. I mean, that eight-year-old that got caught with which you know, is just unbelievable. Like six, was it 64 different types of DNA mm-hmm. in her body? How is that compassionate? Right. Like, that is not compassionate. You, there, there comes a point where you have to say, hang on a second, this has to stop, right? So again, yeah, I think people are getting red pill because it's not, you know, we're not living in this, you know, idealistic world. When you, when you live in something where you are not literally getting affected by it, right, which is, the further north you go, the less they're getting affected. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? Mm-hmm. Things are filling up, right? And, and people are going to other places, yeah. they're moving out, and they go, oh, Sanctuary City, I'm actually gonna go there. Well, now this is what you get, right? right? This is what you get, you said it, you got it, now you gotta deal with it. Right, right. Um, all right, let's go ahead and take another quick break. We'll be back with more, but want to thank our sponsor, this segment, Jace Medical. So I want to tell you guys about a new product coming from Jace Medical. This is, of course, the same company that uh, brings you the Jace case. This is called Jace Daily. It is a prescription supply service that allows you to get up to a 12-month backup supply of your prescription medication in case of emergency. This is going to cover a whole bunch of medications, cholesterol, diabetes, uh, heart health, blood pressure, mental health, and more. This is absolutely the ultimate must-buy in for family preparedness. It's going to be reviewed by a certified healthcare professional and delivered directly to your door. I actually recently spoke to uh, Sean Rowland, who founded Jace Medical, and he explained that being prepared medically is much more than just having access to antibiotics, right? Especially when you learn that all of your medications are (laughs) produced overseas, oftentimes in China. Good luck, guys. Uh, But he said, you know, the peace of mind gained by having this kind of long-term supply of your vital medications can't be overstated. I happen to agree with him. So for your sake and your family's sake, you need to be prepared. Go to jacemedical.com, enter code NEWS at checkout for a discount on your order. Don't go to the pharmacy if you don't have to for your backup supply. Go to jasemedical.com, use promo code NEWS. The World Health Organization is uh, facing 
are seeing a little bit of a backlash over its controversial guidelines for children's sexuality and gender. So these guidelines suggest that children as young as four and under should be given sex education and, of course, explore their gender identities. Um, so this is this is a document that they published to give guidance for policymakers in Europe. And they say that sexuality education actually starts from birth. Um, and children as young as four here should learn about masturbation. So you can see ages four to six. Sexuality, uh, enjoyment and pleasure when touching one's own body. Early childhood masturbation. And, you know, it just, like, it gets worse from there. Um, so I guess my... <laughs> My question to you guys is, um, are they all this sick? Like, are everyone involved in writing these? In Like, do they believe that four-year-olds should be taught about masturbation? Do they believe that children uh, from birth should experience some sort of sexual uh, education? Because I just feel like if that's the case, they all should probably be in prison or in a mental institution for being a pedophile. So it's, I'm just trying to work that one out. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. These people, what is wrong with them? Seriously, like the World Health Organization needs to go off somewhere and die a death. Right, they've done so much damage to us. I mean, they did it with COVID, and now this. Mm -hmm. um, I, look, if you'd have gone back like five years, even five years, you know the magical time, five years ago, magical, and you'd have said that there are people that are gonna openly advocate for child abuse, you know, for, for pedophilia, you'd have been like, <laughs> what? You're a conspiracy. And like, now you're like, oh, they're actually putting this stuff out there. Yeah. It's um, horrifying. Yeah, I mean, I regret to inform you what you already know. Uh, these people have been working at this for decades. Mm -hmm. And the people who are in charge of the whole concept of sex education in the beginning in the public schools, um, they would deny that it was gonna go in this direction and you go back to the 70s, 60s, look at the academics and the people who were, uh, who were pushing this, they were all weirdos, uh, very creepy, and they, 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 they work incrementally, they work over time, and now you see kind of you know, the full face of this revealed and they're getting away with it because they've been successful for decades because no one pushed back. I mean, as you know, old crazy Christians are against sex education in schools. Right. You don't want students to be informed. Uh, you know, you want the handmaid's tale to be real. I mean, this is this a version of that argument has been going on for 40, 50 years in America. And what has happened is progressively, boom, boom, ching, they've, they've slowly taken over and they've slowly normalized all this. So now you get to the point where I wonder, I mean, I wonder for me, it's yeah, the swear jar and an AR-15. I mean, uh, we need to prevent these people from coming anywhere near my children. But at the same time, uh, you know, you wonder where is the line? Because people keep saying, well, this is it. This is the line. And the end game is, is pretty much fully revealed at this point. And yes, those people, this is what they believe. They may not all be pedophiles, but their beliefs are such about human beings and sexuality that, you know, completely foreign to many Americans. I mean, I want to I want to give a couple examples here of some of the the books you mentioned that they've been doing this for a very long mm -hmm. time. Um, some of the books that 
can be found in school libraries in Texas. Okay, there's one called Let's Talk About It. Uh, it depicts minors having sex. It recommends that teens watch porn, encourages minors to practice sexual activities. Uh, Blue is the Warmest Color, another one. A graphic novel with sexually explicit scenes. Um, and it is, of course, found in uh, school libraries. Dallas, Frisco, and Tyler Independent School Districts. Another one called Goblin Slayer. This one contains pornographic sequences in which goblins molest or rape female characters. And um, there's one called Ready For It, which is a guidebook that advises teens how to practice oral sex and gay anal sex, including graphic imagery portraying both actions. That is what they want to teach your children because they are sick. They are sick individuals who are preying on your children. World Health Organization, same thing. They want to teach your 12 and 15-year-olds uh, to uh, know how to use porn, use modern media, uh, and be aware of risks and benefits associated with those tools. Uh, and they want to tell the 12 to 15-year-olds information uh, about their first sexual experience because they do think that if you are between 12 and 15, you will actually be having your first sexual experience. I mean, the degradation of American culture cannot be overstated here. And I get that's the World Health Organization, but I just showed you these books as well. Like, American culture is rotting because of these people. And the things that I want to happen to them, I can't ver verbalize on this show because we've already been demonetized. So I'll probably just get my entire YouTube channel canceled <laughs> well, if I do. Well, this is the problem, isn't it? This yes. is the problem. Like, you can't go against it. And if you do go against it, it's like if you, you the, the way the left is couching it is like, oh, you want, you want to burn books? I'm right. like... I want to burn those books. Right. Well, but also, like, it's not burning a book to not have, you know, give young children access to it. Can you buy it on Amazon? Great. Then it's not banned. Mm. Right? Like, there's a dip. You're not banning a book. Like, the idea that, are we banning Playboy from school libraries? Is that, have you ever heard them say, why are you banning Playboy? Well, we're not banning it. It just doesn't belong in a school library. Yes. You did it. You did it to me, Matt. That's you what did I'm it talking me, about. Matt. Good job, team. Ah! I mean, it is. I mean, that is the argument. The argument is that you, if you are against the grooming uh, of, of children, uh, you are a book-burning Nazi. And right. it's laughable. It's hilarious, uh, except it's not hilarious because they get away with it every single day. I do think that... Uh, you know, pointing this out uh, does have its benefits because most people can't even imagine still, even when they're told over and over again, that this is actually in their school. Mm -hmm. I, I still, mm -hmm. oh no, that's not here. So, yes, of course it's here. Right. Why is it here? Because every centralized organization that credentials educators and, you know, health experts, Lord save us from them, <laughs> uh, every organization that does that from the WHO on down has already flipped on this and been this promoting this garbage for years. So the only way you're going to get outside it is by root and branch, cutting yourself off from those organizations and just not caring. Yeah. So librarians are a good example. You want a librarian in your town, you need to make sure that your city council is willing to find someone who's not part of the American Librarian mm -hmm. Association. Mm -hmm. You know why, folks? Because the American Librarian Association on its website is teaching you how to hide this from kids, how to hide this from parents, how to hide the books. And if they do get rid of your books, then you just make up uh, you know, homosexual or LGBTQ characters when you read to them so the parents can't, you know, get around you. I mean, that's what they're teaching you. That's what they promote. So, you know, just a small example. Yeah. You got to find a librarian who 
doesn't care about that or isn't credentialed by them and say, to hell with that. I mean, we're going to hire our own people. And that's really hard for risk-averse politicians to do, but it's not going to be hard for the parents who are rising up right now and realizing what's going on. Yeah, amen. Gosh, don't you remember when our librarians were like, 80-year-old women named Agnes and didn't they didn't care about this type of thing. Boy, I, I love to go back to the good old days of they that. They just wanted kids to read. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Um, all right, when we come back, let's talk about the uh, latest swimsuit model for the Sports Illustrated uh -oh. Swimsuit Edition. We'll be right back. Which one? The Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition. This is, um, what is it, one of their anniversaries, I think. And they've published this very lovely swimsuit edition with uh, Kim Petras, who, at first glance, you might say, wow, that's a, a pretty woman. Well, no, actually, it's a 30-year-old biological male who decided to have enough surgeries to make himself pass as a female and is now gracing the cover of Sports Illustrated, which... That ain't no woman. It's a man, <laughs> man. It's a man. That is true. Baby. That is true. Thank you, Austin. Um, it's just that I'm trying to think of, like, marketing-wise, PR-wise, you men, you're... Don't you dare misgender me! Sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Meat-eating masculine men, right? Who can appreciate the beauty of a woman because that's what men do and that's it's okay to admit that. But the idea of Sports Illustrated swimsuit cover is to elicit some sort of, you know, they want the men oogling the women. So does the idea of a biological male who you know either has a wiener or at one point had a wiener and then chose to cut it off, does, the, does that do it for you? Is that like, does that turn you on? Is that hot? Do or are you a transphobe? Do, 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 you remember, do you remember Ace Ventura? Finkel and Einhorn. Finkel and yeah, Einhorn, is yeah. Einhorn is Finkel. Finkel is Einhorn. Einhorn is a man. Yeah. Einhorn is a mess. That's why I keep thinking. I'm like, no, of course he doesn't. It's disgusting. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting. Just, but it's, so they it's a weird marketing. They don't move, want. Right? They don't want. That's not what it's about. I yeah. mean, they want to. Um, they want to change the culture. Right. And the revolution has already happened, and they're just carrying it out. And part of that is um, to to basically uh, get right in there and and uh, and block any sort of. I don't know, in this case, heterosexual desire by, by really making it so that men have to go, well, is it a woman? I don't know, right? I mean, that, that's, the, that's the effect. Yeah. I better not sit there and, you know. But, but the problem is that um, it's, not, it's not about marketing. Yeah. You know, the problem is it's not about uh, advertising. It is about changing the culture, and that's all they care about. And they're not going to stop. They don't care. I mean... To some extent, the Sports Illustrated calendar has gone down in value with the rise of the internet and mm -hmm. you know, uh, pornography galore and everything else. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't mean the same thing. So it's almost like this, this relic from the past that they can just mess with, and boy, that's what they do. I just feel really bad for um, men who are dating in today's world, right? Because, I mean, look, I don't, I, I don't like hookup culture, but I recognize that it is, like, that it exists. And it just like it's, it seems very troubling to to think about a male 
having to go through all the steps of dating someone and being like, is it going to be a vagina or is it going to be a rotting hole that is going to like have, you know, uh, fecal matter and anal tissue in it? I, I don't know. I'm not going to know until I check for myself. <laughs> well, look, I mean, uh, look, the simple answer is, is men aren't dating. I mean, that's... Maybe that's why. They're, Maybe they're that's the reason. No, well, they're not because they've been told that they're useless, right? So yeah. so they're told that they have no relevance in society. I mean, this is a horrible thing, what, what they've managed to do to, to men. Mm-hmm. And now they're saying, well, if you don't like someone that used to be... I mean, it's so confusing. If you don't like somebody who used to be a man because you like women... And they're saying that they're a woman, but you don't think that they're a woman because they're not a woman. Then you can't date them, and there's something wrong with you because of that. So you know, I'll be like that. I'm out. Like, what are the what other option do you have? I mean, I uh, well, I'll tell you what's going to start happening is is people are going to, God forbid, they'll start going to church. And they'll start being around people that actually don't believe in this stuff. Yeah. And they'll, they'll be saying, okay, well, I know that girl. I know I knew her since she grew up. She, you know, her parents are good parents. And hey, this used to happen like 20 years, 30 years, or a magical five years ago. And they'll start dating people that they know. Mm-hmm. The, the good news is that they have to spend a lot of money and cultural capital up to 11 to make any of this work. And even then it doesn't work. It just becomes this annoyance, this disgustingness. It's pushed in your face all the time. And so for something like that, I mean, it really does make it so that men know when they look at something like this, it might be, uh, you know, a tranny, if we can use that word still. And, 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 And in other words, it just kind of, it kind of slows everything down with ugliness and perversion. Um, but but here's, uh, here's maybe the good news. I mean, the good news in this is you usually can't do that, do that for very long. Mm-hmm. I mean, Camille Pagula, everyone's favorite lesbian uh, thinker, uh, brilliant, brilliant woman, wrote this book um, about sex. And, and she basically says in it, look, you know, my fellow, uh, my fellow gays, if, if things keep moving in this direction, it doesn't end with unicorns and rainbows. It ends with a backlash where you'll be praying for Christianity to come back. And, and I, that's just true. Like you, can, you can push nature so far, but you're trying to terraform humanity in very weird ways that it's hard to find even historical analogs for. So I do think that uh, you know, it'll get worse before it gets better, but you, it doesn't matter. You can take religion out of it. All you, you can take everything good out of the situation. Human nature eventually will rebel against this because it's just so far gone and so disgusting and evil. Yeah, and abnormal as much as they want to normalize it. All right, um, we got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. All right, Matt, I want to ask you, uh, oh, I'm sorry, Marzen, I want to ask you about uh, this new Netflix show, Queen Cleopatra, and they are, apparently they have blackwashed Cleopatra. This is like a, a Greek, a Greek queen that they have made black now. So we're told that like only gay people can play gay characters. Only like all those rules apply, I guess, except when you want to push blackness and the audience says they, they don't like it. So um, it's gotten an audience score of 2% and uh, 10% on the average tomato meter over at Rotten Tomatoes. Your thoughts? 
Well, look, I mean, it, it defeats the purpose of acting, right? Because the whole point of acting is you're playing something that you are not, right? So does that mean that we have to cancel every Marvel movie because they're not being played by real superheroes? I mean, it, it's just absolutely ridiculous. And, but, but the bigger point is this, is that there's a real push, and there has been for the past few years, to take established and loved characters, beloved mm. characters, and change them to somehow um, uh, uh, cater to minorities. Well, look, actually there's a lot of great stories out there that you can do that involve minorities if you want to do it, but they're just lazy. Right. right? They're, they're, and, yeah. and that's the end of it. And it's going to kill Hollywood, which isn't a bad thing. Yeah, I was going to say, I, you're not hiding your smirk about that. I'm wa I'm wa you're not hiding it. I mean, you are a great actor, but you're not hiding that smirk. I see what you're thinking right now. <laughs> Thanks, guys, for being here. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.